We're headed back to Cousins Beach. When I used to picture forever, it was always with the same boy. The future is unclear. But it's still mine. And through the cabin doors for theater camp. Welcome, auditioners. You guys are so talented, so unbelievable. This will break you. This will fully destroy you. Congratulations on being the most talented kids at camp. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend. Friday, July 14th to Sunday, July 16th. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. On Thursday, the day after nominations for the 2023 Emmy Awards were announced, the Screen Actors Guild American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, a.k.a. SAG-AFTRA, officially declared a strike, effective just after midnight on Friday. The Actors Union represents around 160,000 performers, including film and television actors worldwide. SAG-AFTRA's national board voted unanimously to launch the Guild's first strike. The union's president, Fran Drescher, and national executive director and chief negotiator Duncan Crabtree Ireland announced during a press conference on Thursday afternoon. SAG membership previously voted overwhelmingly in favor of a strike, with nearly 98 percent of voting members authorizing one if called. Have a listen to part of Drescher's impassioned message to the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers with whom SAG is negotiating. This is a very seminal hour for us. I went in in earnest thinking that we would be able to avert a strike. The gravity of this move is not lost on me or our negotiating committee or our board members who have voted unanimously to proceed with a strike. It's a very serious thing that impacts thousands, if not millions of people all across this country and around the world, not only members of this union, but people who work in other industries that service the people that work in this industry. And so it came with great sadness that we came to this crossroads, but we had no choice. We are the victims here. We are being victimized by a very greedy entity. I am shocked by the way the people that we have been in business with are treating us. I cannot believe it, quite frankly. Well, after failing to reach a deal with the AMPTP, with their June 30th contract deadline expired, the union extended the negotiation period through July 12th, but they were still unable to negotiate a contract that was agreeable to both parties. Their sister union, the Writers Guild of America, has been on strike since May 1st, and actors have already been a stalwart presence on picket lines. Perhaps the first reaction of sorts by actors was Oppenheimer stars Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Florence Pugh, Kenneth Branagh, Josh Hartnett, and Rami Malek, who all left the UK premiere of their movie Thursday night following the red carpet to write their picket signs and prepare for the strike. 
And while many productions shut down as of 12.01 a.m. Friday morning, one that won't, for now at least anyway, is House of the Dragon Season 2. The Game of Thrones prequel series is a contract production with Equity, the labor group for actors in the U.K. The union released a statement on Thursday in solidarity with its U.S. cousin, saying they, quote, will support SAG-AFTRA and its members by all lawful means. But that doesn't necessarily mean that lead actors Emma Darcy, Matt Smith, Olivia Cook, Reese Fons, and Steve Toussaint will be walking off set just yet. For more on that story, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Well, we are taking a bite out of the Big Apple on this weekend's number five pick, The Real Housewives of New York City. This season stars Saida Silva, Uba Hassan, Aaron Lickey, Jenna Lyons, Jessel Tonk, and Bryn Whitfield. And each of them have their own families, ventures, and storied friendships with each other. And taking a step into the high heels of these successful women is not only going to be fun, but, of course, drama-filled. Here is a preview. What I love about New York is you can be anyone. We are loud, proud, and larger than life. We're all fabulous women, and we don't take no for an answer. I mean, we're ass I'm kidding. We're actually great. We're really great. This season on The Real Housewives of New York City. <laughs> I, feel I love girls' night. Oh, my God. Oh, did I break her vintage shirt? Hello. What are you serving, Uba? Chocolate dollars. Going to the market, going to the bodega. Hi. I want to look like a lion. There's a lot of hair. Not down there, up here. <laughs> and how much is it? 1.2 million dollars. Oh my God, the infamous shoe closet. I know. $62,000? Tom Cruise sent his kid here. You could be rubbing shoulders with that. Okay, two truths and a lie. Did I ever tell you that I had sex in a senator's office? The kids are in the car, so just that way. Hi, I'm Bryn. Hi, I'm the chef here tonight. He's married. Oh, okay, never mind. Anyhow, I'm a little bit like Elizabeth Taylor. I just don't actually go through with it. How did a popsicle get stuck in your vagina? I didn't get stuck. (laughs) Did you come out? Oh, no. That was done for me by the New York Post. Oh, my goodness. Some more, though. Maybe I have a little crush. (laughs) Bottoms up, Jenna. Bottoms up indeed. But you might remember when the new cast was first announced, a seventh member was on the roster, influencer Lizzie Savetsky. Savetsky ended up leaving the show in November due to anti-Semitic attacks she was receiving online. The new season of The Real Housewives of New York City gets underway Sunday at 9 o'clock on Bravo. Up, up, and away. Our number four pick is the series finale of Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. In last week's episode, Jack, Chavez, and November go after Croatia's leader to try to crack a rather upsetting case. Chow makes a trip to Geneva to speak with his boss, and Greer attempts to connect the two front companies. Now, in the final two episodes, we'll see all of Jack's work come to fruition as he tackles one last mission. Here's a sneak peek of the trio getting ready to give their fake passports a whirl at airport security in Myanmar. Well, we're on. Here we go. So you just entered the casino, another customer ready to lose a lot of money. I can do that. 
Let him know you're there. After that, the next move's his. Got it. Listen, Chapal's gonna do everything he can, but remember, we're in their world. Be careful. That doesn't make me feel any better. I think you'll be fine. The final two episodes of Jack Ryan are streaming now on Prime Video. The star of our next pick is okay with the internet calling him a daddy. The Apple TV Plus series Foundation is back for season two, and it will highlight the fight between humans separated on different planets throughout the galaxy. Lee Pace plays Brother Day, also known as Cleon the 12th and 13th, Emperor of the Galactic Empire. And in the season two premiere, we pick up a century after the season one finale and see Brother Day in a particularly compromising situation, fighting an enemy while completely in the nude. Here's a preview. I have dreams sometimes about things that will happen. And I wake up terrified. Despair, death, destruction. This is even bigger than the last crisis. An empire breathes respect. It requires it for its life. The Foundation is a threat to me. I will look unto them in the eye and reclaim what is ours. For all of us to survive, we have to face them. We need to be in the fight. Fight for peace. Shut up! Not because we fear we will lose, but because we know that if there is war, we will win. Taking the planet! It's time you and I had a reckoning. Well, Pace told EW that doing his own stunts for the scene was a career high, saying he loves being able to work in a physical way, and he hopes people are entertained. Of course, you just heard that clip there. I suspect you might want to see it. You can check that out at EW.com. And by the way, besides the entertaining fight sequences, this season, an evil queen is plotting to destroy the Empire from the inside. The season premiere of Foundation is streaming on Apple TV+. Trivia. 
It's trivia time. Foundation's Lee Pace got his start on the comedy series Pushing Daisies and went on to play Garrett in Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2 and Ronan the Accuser in Guardians of the Galaxy. He received a Bachelor in Fine Arts from Juilliard in 2001 and was in the same graduating class as a fellow Marvel actor. Which actor was it? Anthony Mackie, Chris Pratt, or Brie Larson? Stick around for the answer. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Number two. Warm up those vocal cords because we're headed to camp for this weekend's number two pick. The new comedy, Theater Camp, is co-written by and starring Molly Gordon and Ben Platt as Rebecca Diane and Amos, lifelong besties who are as passionate about theater arts as the kids who attend the camp they're instructors at. But when that camp's fate lands on the shoulder of the campers, it's up to them to put on the best show of their lives and save the place they love so dearly. Here's the trailer. What up, Adirondacks? Listen up. Squad, gang, maybe uh, zip it. Can we just get you guys to shit? Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh. Welcome, auditioners. You guys are so talented, so unbelievable. This will break you. This will fully destroy you. Congratulations on being the most talented kids at camp. Starfish, starfish, jiggle like a jackal, jiggle like a jackal. These are the things we can do with masks. These people are really weird. That's a good song choice for I, I do believe her as a French prostitute. Amos. Oh, I'm sorry, sex worker. Thank you. Sad news, I will not be doing piercings anymore in the hut because there's a narc amongst us. Um, Cassie has narked. It's totally fine. We're gonna need to prioritize the musicals, which means the straight plays are gonna have to be acoustic. Quick question, what's a straight play? There are musicals and then there are straight plays. So then what would be a gay play? I guess a, a, a musical. Oh, cool. I know this one's a theater camp classic. So, send our regards to Broadway, bitch! We only have three weeks to create a masterpiece. It's on you now. All on you. Let's do this. And cue cocaine. You need to know that only 3% of people make it. The rest end up in a mental facility or on a go-go box in Hell's Kitchen. This is a complete disaster. Everything is gonna be okay. We're theater people. We know how to turn cardboard into gold. 
You think this is fun and games? It's not fun. It's art. Minor housekeeping issue. Whoever stole my CBD gummies, please return them. I'm pretty sure I know who it was. The movie also stars Platt's fiance Noah Galvin and the Bears' Iowa Devery. Plus, most of the film was improvised on set by the teen, tween, and adult actors. When the curtain goes up, the show must go on. The new movie Theater Camp is in theaters now. As Taylor Swift once said, I think about summer, all the beautiful times I watched you laughing from the passenger side. And those lyrics could not be more appropriate for this weekend's number one pick, the season premiere of The Summer I Turned Pretty. The Prime Video series, based on the best-selling YA novels of the same name, ended its first season on a cliffhanger after Belly and her lifelong crush Conrad finally kissed. Now we'll meet them in present day and journey through the memories of what transpired over the rest of the summer, pondering questions like, did Belly and Conrad end up together? What happened with Jeremiah and Stephen? And how is everyone coping with an unfathomable tragedy? Here's a preview. Last summer, salt air felt like a dream. On your door. I, never needed it was unlike any other summer. I want to memorize it all. You never know the last time you'll see a place. A person. I knew I'd lose Susanna eventually. I just didn't know I'd end up losing all of them. I should be celebrating with Conrad and Jeremiah, but they won't even text me back anymore because you made things messy. Hi, Jeremiah, I'm so glad. Conrad's gone. I'm going to see if I can track him down. I'm coming with you. I'm so glad you made time to see me. How's life? Billy, you were my best friend. We hooked up, and then you hooked up with my brother, and then everyone expected me to act like I was fine. And I wasn't. I'm sorry. I was so focused on being there for Conrad. And I should have been there for you, too. Jer, the house has been put up for sale. What do you mean the house is for sale? What is she doing here? Susanna loved this house, and the boys desperately miss their mother, and those two things are pretty tangled up in one another. I'm hoping you'd consider backing out of the sale. Sorry, but I choose to put it on the market. I thought that when we lost Susanna, we lost the magic of cousins forever. But maybe there's still a way I can bring it back. It's good seeing you, Belly. Get a line that I know she missed having you as a friend. You know, I just feel everyone's slipping away, and the house is the last thing tying us together. We're not giving up. We're gonna figure something out. Together. I'm in. Me too. Oh, I love this for us. You're so corny. Belly, I don't think I could ever get over you. There's nothing left between me and Conrad. There'll always be something between you and Conrad. When I used to picture forever, it was always with the same boy. The future is unclear. But it's still mine. 
So come for all the Taylor Swift songs, stay for the love triangles and sunny beach vibes. The first three episodes of The Summer I Turn Pretty Season 2 are streaming now on Prime Video. Rachel Blanchard stars as Susanna on The Summer I Turn Pretty. You might also know her as Cher from the short-lived Clueless sitcom, but she is anything but clueless about one of the best shows on TV, as we found out when we asked her, what you watching? I am re-watching Reservation Dogs in anticipation of season three. It's Reservation Dogs is what I love about it. Um, I love shows that um, have dramatic elements that are also really funny and touching, and I just love all the characters, especially Wiley Jack. And now the answer to this weekend's trivia question. With which fellow Marvel actor did Lee Pace attend Juilliard? Anthony Mackie, Chris Pratt, or Brie Larson? That would be... He's the new Captain America, Anthony Mackie. The two were in the drama division's Group 30 from 1997 to 2001. And lastly today, speaking of Anthony Mackie, he also stars in the upcoming Peacock series Twisted Metal based on the popular PlayStation game. Mackie stars as John Doe, a messenger sent to deliver an important package across America, which is now a post-apocalyptic desert. Part of his journey delivers our soundbite of the week. I want to hire you. Pick up a package. Bring it back. I can make your every wish come true. So, John, what do you wish for? Toilet paper. Two ply. I think I can do better. Three ply? Well, folks, that is it for our show this weekend. We will have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch.